As we get set for uh, Game 3, of course, between uh, Golden State and Toronto, that is a tomorrow night out on the West Coast, game time, 9 p.m. And a lot of people are like, what is with these late games? Because Game 1, if you recall, in th- I think it was back on Thursday right here in Toronto, that was also a 9 p.m. start. And for a lot of folks, particularly those with kids, I mean, this is way, way too late. I mean, these games aren't ending to like 11.30 near midnight. And I kind of get it in terms of the West Coast, because even if the tip-off is 9 p.m. out there in Oakland, it's still only 6 p.m. I mean, folks there got to get home as well and would like to see, see the game too. But what do you do if you've got in particular, you know, smaller children, small children that uh, you got to keep them on a schedule, you got to keep them a regular on a regular bedtime. Should you allow them to break curfew to see the uh, Raptors in the final? Let's welcome in parenting expert Allison Schaefer. She joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Allison, always nice to speak with you. How are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Very good, thanks. Uh, what is your advice to parents here? I mean, this is a kind of a historic series, right? First time a Canadian team has been in the NBA final, and you want to create memories for your kids, but uh, should you be allowing them to stay up so late, so far past their bedtime? So, you know, I don't want to dictate to parents what they should or should not do because you know your kids best and you know if they have an exam because we're right in exam period too. I, I mean, and some kids just don't do well with less sleep. But honestly, if you are a total diehard Raptor fan and your kid loves these people and you're all going to be in the living room watching the game, I say we make an exception to the rule. Yes, we need to have schedules and we need to have routine for kids and that's all healthy development. But, but within that, there's got to be the exceptions to the rules. And this, if you're a basketball fan, this is historic. And, and it's also, it's, it's national community, right? I mean, the, the, the feeling of connectedness and community that Torontonians and Canadians are feeling about this event is so special, so very special in a time when, you know, one of the big issues with childhood is that people are feeling isolated and we don't have enough things that make us feel connected and bonded. So to me, this ranks as one of the exceptions to the rule. I'd say, yeah, break curfew, let them stay up, bring on the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, I'm so glad you mentioned and talked about the connectedness because uh, I'm with you. I mean, there's such a feeling of community, not only just in this city, uh, and, you know, there's some people that are on about the bandwagoners and the people that are just kind of enjoying the moment and aren't aren't so-called diehard fans. But you know what, Allison, I think that's okay because you're absolutely right. I mean, we're all in this kind of shared moment, and I think that this is something, I mean, are you going to look back uh, with your kids seven or eight years from now and say, I'm really proud of myself as a parent because I made sure they stuck to their bedtime? Or are you going to be thinking about, uh, you know, sharing the Raptors in the NBA final with them? Yeah, and just ask any parent to go back themselves through their little Rolodex of childhood memories and what are those things that stood out, right? These really are those special moments, those special memories. Like, I remember the first man walked on the moon on my sixth birthday, man. That was that was super, super special. And I'm sure other people have these just memories of being together, watching something big, watching it with the crowd. It, I think it's just wonderful. So, yeah, so miss a bit of sleep. Be a bit grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I remember, it's funny, harkening back to your childhood memories uh, a few years later down the road, I, I used to beg my parents parents if i could please stay up to see uh and i kind of laugh looking back now but three's company 
Can I stay up to like nine o'clock, please? And see three's companies. No, you got to go to bed. Yeah, I'm not sure that rates as one of those exceptional. Uh, you know, nothing not to knock them. <laughs> well, no, I kind of have to side with you on that. But uh, what is the importance? Uh, let's just flip this around. The importance of keeping a regular uh, bedtime and a regular schedule uh, for kids. I, I mean, the exception to the rule has got got to be you know the Raptors and enjoying the final, but. Keeping a schedule, what are kind of the positives or the benefits uh, for parents and for kids? So the benefit is that kids are looking for predictability in their life in order to feel safe and secure. And so when you take anything and you routinize it and you, you do it over and over again, it becomes sort of automatic. So you get less fighting at bedtime. There's a predictability to life that actually psychologically makes them feel more settled. Um, and I learned this from, um, well, obviously from my training and, and whatnot as a family counselor, but I started as a nursery school teacher. And these kids would come in, it's like, first you hang up your coat, then you get your puzzle, you go to the puzzle time, then we sit in a circle, then we flick the lights, then it's snack time. And they thrive in this environment because they, it's not this randomness, what's happening next. So it allows them to learn the rules, no expectations, behave pro-socially. So I'm not saying you have to run your house like a drill sergeant and have every minute scheduled exactly to the clock. But to have that idea of, you know, first we have dinner, then we have playtime, then we wind down, we have stories, pajamas. The, the mind actually begins to recognize the pattern and we start to secrete serotonin and we actually do start getting ready for sleep mode. The brain gets ready to sleep and adults should do the same thing too. We should have the same evening routine to wind us down and shut off our minds from the day and get to bed at the same time every night. That That's a biological um, important piece for adults as well. Yeah, I was going to say these are lessons if you learn them early and in childhood that really do carry over to adulthood and I'm just thinking about keeping that regular schedule but occasionally, as we just mentioned, an exception to the rule, like staying up for the Raptors final. Uh, I'm just thinking about it as an adult in, in the way I, I eat. I mean, I try to keep to a certain schedule with it, with my eating through the week. And then Saturday is my exception to the rule where, you know, I'll, you know, have a few drinks and uh, maybe indulge in, the, you know, a cheat meal or something I wouldn't normally have, say, on a Wednesday night. And hey, I just came back from a trip to Switzerland, and I would never eat two two hundred grams of cheese in one sitting. But if you're at the top <laughs> of the Alps and you're on the balcony after crawling through the mountains, you have a whole basket of bread, and you eat that two hundred grams of greener Swiss cheese because it makes a memory. <laughs> yeah, I'll burn it off later at home, and I'm not going to do it every single day. So those exceptions to the rule stand out. They're special, um, and. Uh, so I, I, I do think there is room for that. That, that um, so our- reminds me, sorry, of uh, our friend Kyle over in the morning show, who's our wellness uh, expert. And he told me this story that he was uh, sticking to the strict regimen, this diet. He was eating nothing but salads. And he went on this trip to, to California. And he looks back now because he stuck to the regimen. Everybody else was having a great time in wine country and, uh, you know, living it up. And he, he was sitting there having salads. And he looks back now. <laughs> like, why was I doing that? I really ruined what should have been a great memory. I completely agree. Now, if parents are listening about sleep, I've got to tell you, there's a lot of sleep research that says that kids today are getting an hour less sleep on average than they did just a decade ago. And even four minutes, five minutes of sleep actually does change our cognitive functioning the next day. So it's not as if I don't take sleep seriously. I really, really do. Um, but I also know that, to your point about diet, it's what you do day in and day out that speaks to your health and your routine. So those one-offs, those little 
outlier data points do not make childhood. You know, that's, that's, that's okay. So, yeah, so it, live it up like, with the kids oh, uh, tomorrow night and actually uh, enjoy that Raptors uh, Golden State game. Let's have them just win all the rest of the game so that this is done quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Here, Let's here. You need to put the kids to bed. Can you just win the next two? Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. We, we appreciate that. Uh, the entire country appreciates it. Uh, parenting expert Allison Schaefer with us this afternoon. Allison, appreciate the time as always. All right. Have a great day.